coming to you from the middle of our rainbow universe. It's the Queer Centric with your rainbow warrior himself, Queerly Johnny. Hey everybody, it is your favorite host, Johnny, and we are here with another great episode of the Queer Centric, and I'm very excited we're going to talk to a very talented person in just a minute. But before we start, I do want to mention to everybody that Tina, the Tina Turner musical, is coming to Spokane. Um, It's going to run from September 19th through the 24th. It ends on my birthday, so you have to go that day. Um, and you can get tickets right now. It's going it's a very energetic show for sure. And a great cast that's there. So you can go to broadwayspokane.com, get your tickets. If you come out to opening night, I'll be there. And I would love to talk to every one of you. Um, but let's support local artists and people coming through town. We, we're going to talk a little bit. We did that for, uh, our guests when they were coming through town. But also, we want to thank everybody from Madco Labs. Uh, Madco Labs Pod, it's an artist co-op, and it is in, it is in Spokane. It is uh, an amazing, eclectic space where artists come together and create constantly here. And they were nice enough to allow us this space. Look, it's cool. little shiplap over here, little art. Uh, to let us come in and do uh, an episode here. And we love them. We support them. And we're so glad that we can be here and have this show here. So give them your patronage. Come on down. See some great art. Uh, it's, it's a great cause. Now, without further ado. Now, I wrote, I wrote this wonderful man uh, an actual intro. And so I don't have my reading glasses. And we're going to see how... <laughs> Because my eyes are not 20 anymore. But he's a singer. He's a songwriter. He's an actor who is currently on tour with Disney's Aladdin. He also has two new singles you can catch wherever you listen to music. Walk, Walk Don't Run is one of them. And the other one is a romantic just gem that'll touch your heart, I guarantee you. I wouldn't know love is that one. But right now, you can catch him on the Queer Center. And we're very happy to welcome Ben Chavez to the program. I just have to say, uh, I had to ask you three times last time you were on our show. <laughs> and this time, nailed your name. I you nailed it. Okay. Nailed it. Yeah. Thank you for coming back on and being with us. Thanks for having me. I mean, we had so much fun last time, so let's keep it the party was. going. It was a lot of fun. And to remind everybody, the last time you were on our show, you were with Aladdin there and the tour was coming through Spokane at that time. I've got to believe you cannot remember every city you've been in because there's been a few. There have been many. And I've been doing the the show for two years too. So a lot of it, a lot of it is a blur, but I do really remember enjoying Spokane a whole lot. I'm, I'm like an outdoors, you know, like I, I like to go running. And oh, yeah. Spokane has some beautiful nature and Absolutely. trails and walkways. I loved Spokane. Yeah, I forget. People, you can follow Ben on the social. Because I've seen you running on uh, Instagram. And yeah. all I can say to you is, good job, and it makes me tired. <laughs> I'm you like, know, it, how do you do I, that? It's kind of, I'm kind of contradicting myself because I did write a song called Walk, Don't Run. But True. here I am running almost every day. So I'm a hypocrite. But you also made a really uh, a short, cute video about your new, that new song and about stopping your run to remember right. you needed to walk. And then you did a fun little dance. So I yeah, 
Yeah. This th- this social media age, I mean, the the algorithm, as they call it, I guess right. is what it is. You know, it wants you to post every single day. And I'm like, my life, I don't think I'm that exciting to be posting content every day. So I've had to kind of invent this, you know, cutesy you little just content just to put out. And some of it's funny, some of it's serious. And yeah. I just have to keep plugging out things about my life. And isn't it crazy? I know we think the same thing. And we keep getting people who write in and say, oh, my God, you're just so busy all the time. But I'm like, do you not know the illusion that is? Listen, half that stuff I put up a week early. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes I want a day off. Right. And you just have to bash all your things together and then release them out when you have a chance. Well, I mean, for you, especially because uh, you're uh, you're a pianist, you are a singer, you're a songwriter and you're an actor. So I feel like you have to really manage your time well, because you're I mean, to be in a show right now and have uh, singles to promote. How do you even do that? This has been the challenge. You know, releasing songs on streaming platforms has been a dream of mine for years now. And it's funny how when you have a passion project, your brain will sort of give you every single excuse to not do it. Yes. You know, because it takes a lot of time. Sometimes it takes a lot of money. It it takes kind of a lot of vulnerability. And what if it doesn't work out? Yeah. You know, what if you invest all this time and money and then it flops or something? But you, you just never know until you take the chance. Exactly. So I have finally gotten, you know, enough courage to make this music. And it's it's been probably like a year long process just to, you know, raise the funds, to do the recording. I learned a lot along the way. There's so many uh, steps in the mixing process. It has to go through, you know, it has to start with a mixer and then it goes to a masterer. And then, you know, uploading everything online. So it's, it's a long process. Yeah. But now that I am sort of coming out the other side and seeing some of the fruits of this labor, I'm thinking yeah. to myself, well, it was worth it. You know, it was yeah. all worth it. Well, and I think you're a very seasoned performer and we'll get into that a little more in, in a little bit, but it's, you're no stranger to performance. And what's, what I love about the, like, we'll start talking about Walk Don't Run is First of all, very, very well done in the fact that it sounds, I mean, the sound is crisp. It's amazing. It's also a lot of fun. Um, so can we talk about how did Walk, Don't Run come to be? Yeah. So I actually wrote Walk, Don't Run about four years ago. Um, it was in my first year of the tour, which was right before COVID. And I, I committed to writing a new song in every city that we played in. Because I'm like, you know what, Ben, you are going to get, you're going to get comfy in this job. You're going to have your eight show week schedule. You're going to wake up at 1130, have your coffee, you know, go to the museum or the zoo. And you're not going to actually take the time to do stuff that's going to keep you, you know, sane and keep you creative. Um, So I challenged myself to do a new song in every city. And for the most part, I kind of followed through with that. Um, And uh, I met my partner, Walker. Yeah. uh, while we played in Houston in 2019. I had never been to Houston before. Oh, wow. Um, I, I'm a Jersey boy. I'm like a New York City oh, Jersey wow. boy, you know. I, and, and being in theater, you never think you're going to live anywhere but New York City. But I came to Houston and I met this incredible man out on the town. Um, and the universe just kind of made this love story happen. Um, so now cutting to Walk, Don't Run, uh, he was visiting me on the road for his birthday. 
And I said, well, what, what better gift to give him than something that will last forever, a song? Right. So I wrote this about how we met. Um, I did kind of a studio demo four years ago, and I gave it to him for his 30th birthday. And actually, for those who are watching the show, let's see if you can, if I can make my camera, right behind this plant are the, is the sheet, uh, the handwritten lyrics that I gave him for his 30th birthday, <laughs> along with that demo recording. So that is kind of what got the, the ball rolling on this whole passion project. Um, and now I've gotten to record it exactly as I want it to be with the horns and the, you know, oh. full band, all the production, the, the backup vocals. Now, now like the dream is coming true. And it's amazing. And so I want to ask you a little bit, I'll tell you what the, the lay person, me hearing, and then you tell me, I'm very curious about influences. It always is something I think about. There seems to be kind of a little bit of a jazz uh, vibe in the background of this song. It, it's very lively. So what were your influences just overall as a musician and then totally. in this song particularly? Well, as far as my generation goes, I am a millennial, but my music taste goes far beyond you know the time yeah. I was born. Um, I, I really love, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s music. And the whole reason I got started playing music was because of Billy Joel. I yeah. fell in love with the music of Billy Joel as a kid. You know, he, he's from my neck of the woods. He, his stories are, are so deep and, and, you know, episodic um, yeah. and personal. The music is catchy. And that, those were my, that was like my piano lessons as a kid was just listening to his greatest hits one and two <laughs> um, and, and learning how to play every single song by ear. Um, and, and that's how I learned, you know, how to play chords and how I learned, you know, how to sing melody lines. Um, so Billy Joel is kind of at the core of everything that I yeah. write. But I think later on in life, I, I developed some R&B uh, influences. Mm -hmm. There are so many black artists that I really admire. Um, you know, you can never go wrong with some Stevie Wonder. Oh no! I, I, all the all the piano guys, uh, Stevie yeah. Wonder. There's there's a new a new artist who um, he's actually the keyboardist for Maroon 5's band. His name is PJ Morton. Yeah, and he's kind of like a pupil of Stevie Wonder's too. So it's it's this blend of you know Billy Joel, Elton John style '70s piano and some new R&B jazz of today. I love that. And the song is so fun. Have you ever had the chance of meeting like Billy Joel or uh, Stevie Wonder? So I have not met Billy Joel yet. That is on my bucket list. I must, I must do that. And, I, and, right. and, and a dream would be to collaborate with him. But I did have a chance to meet Stevie Wonder. Um, wow. It's, I was doing this charity event for Hillary Clinton's campaign. Nice. Back in, what was that, 2020? And um, do, do you know Seth Rudetsky? I recognize that name. I'm not sure. I'm... He's a Broadway uh, music director and just icon on Sirius XM. And he has, you know, these little sassy videos that he does where he deconstructs Broadway performances. Cool oh. guy. And he was hosting this concert called Broadway for Hillary at Town Hall in New York. And um, we sang backup vocals for Cynthia Erivo, the one and only. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, the number at that fundraiser was such a hit that Hillary asked if we would do the number at her uh, birthday party. Wow. <laughs> and I'm kind of, I'm like fresh out of college and I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? 
So we sing this song with Cynthia Erivo at Hillary's birthday party. And the headline performer that night was Stevie Wonder. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting in a room of probably, I want to say, 250 people. It's Hillary's birthday party. She <laughs> speaks. This is like two weeks before the election, so we're all pumped up and excited. Right. She's speaking. Stevie Wonder's performing. And after the event was over, I went back to the backup singer's green room, which was right next door to where Stevie Wonder's room was, his, his dressing room. And I remember thinking, I'm going to milk this event for everything that I can get out of it. Yeah. You know? And, and so I stayed as late as I possibly could until they kicked me out. And Stevie Wonder, after the event was over, was just kind of noodling around on a keyboard in his room. And I stood outside and just watched. And after a while, he invited those of us who were still hanging around to come and sit in the room oh. and just just enjoy. So I, I got a, a kind of private little concert from Stevie. It was probably eight to 10 people in the room. Oh. And just got to give him a quick word of thanks. Um, and that was probably one of the coolest nights of my whole life. A night that you will never, ever, ever. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And I feel like more of those nights for you are coming. Uh, let's start with, um, I want to know which came first, piano, singing, acting. Which is it the piano. first? Piano first. Piano came first. Yeah. That came and at about age three. Oh, shoot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. my mom got a call from my probably preschool teacher um, that I had found my way over to the piano in the room and just started playing some childhood you know, songs. Mary had a little M kind of thing. Yeah. And she said, well, has Ben ever taken lessons? And my mom's like, he's never even seen a piano. Yeah, right. um, he's three. Right. So they got me in lessons right away. And I discovered that playing by ear thing really early on. Yeah. Um, but piano was, was the first thing. And then that led into everything else in the following years. Now, do you, did you take playing by ear and then get into theory and actually, you know, learn music that way? Or some people just can play by ear. I play almost entirely by ear. Do I know some theory? Yes, but I yeah. cannot read piano sheet music. So if you put a piece of music in front of me, I, I really, it looks like gibberish to me. Well, Everything you that would I, never know it by watching, like I watched you play at the ballet studio. I mean, you just do it. So do you have to like burn those things into your head then? It's hard to explain. I think because I have learned so many songs by ear throughout you know, my lifetime, all, I have this kind of memory bank of chords. Yeah. And so when I hear a song that I've never heard before, I kind of see the chords in my memory bank attach themselves to the song that I'm listening to. Yeah. So, you know, it's like when, you, when you're driving from home to work, if, you know, after, after a few times doing it at a new job, you memorize the, the, the pathway. Exactly. It's, it's, music is like a map to me. So I sort of know certain landmark chords. And if I'm playing a song, I'm visualizing like a map. Oh, oh, that's a C chord. Oh, I hear an E chord in there. Okay. Now I have this whole map and I can sit down and play it. That's amazing. And I think there's something with, like, I am not a musician. I play at the piano. I don't actually play the piano. Um, but there's something about, so I'm a lyricist and I can sing a tune in my head and then I need actually yeah. people to make that interesting. But there is something about, a song I wrote 20 years ago, it'll, I still know it. You know yeah. what I mean? There, there's something about the way I think uh, a musical artist's brain is wired that somehow it's just going to work. You're just going to yeah. remember it forever. Because 
in the video I was talking about, again, let me remind everybody that you can follow Ben on um, Instagram. There was a video you had where you played your song at the ballet and people began to realize what they were hearing. But to watch you play the piano, you would never know that you're not reading a whole music. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems so natural for you to play your, your own stuff. Good. I guess, I guess that means that the, that the, you know, it, it's, it's paying off. All the work is, you know, it's paying <laughs> I off. Think and, it, yeah. Um, I really just push play on my phone and there's, there's piano music that comes out of my phone and I just, I sway back and forth and pretend <laughs> yes, like I'm exactly. playing. Exactly. And just move your arms. Yeah. Then, you know. Yeah. Just bob my head. Exactly. But I just have this, I have just written little songs since I was a kid. And so a lot of what I play when I'm, when I'm in a ballet setting are just these, this repertoire of, of ballet songs that I've composed myself. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm home in Houston for a little bit of time off. And when I'm home, I get to work at the Houston Ballet, which oh. is an incredible company. Yeah. So I was just there a little bit ago and I played, you know, four ballet classes today because it's fun. You know, I, I get to watch these beautiful dancers and I get to flip through this memory bank of songs that I've written. And sometimes I'll just write a new one on the spot. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Put so many people to shame right there. Because that's not... This is what I love about the way you uh, you frame your music and the way you interpret it and the way you deliver it is it's not your voice. The music itself isn't getting hidden under a bunch mm. of stuff. It just all complements each other. Because I will, be, I will be honest, I don't think real talent is always at the forefront in today's mm. music. So it's, to hear that is amazing. Yeah. Like I said, I have an old, you know, old soul music taste. And so I kind of made it a point in the recording of these songs to have all, you know, real acoustic instruments in the room. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's real piano, real drums. The only things that are plugged in are, are the guitars. Um, and there's maybe a pop of organ, but I really wanted to make sure that we had real instrumentalists in the room doing their thing. You know, there's no auto tune. There's no none of that extra stuff. It's just, it's just people's natural gifts in the recording yeah. studio, which um, I love. That's what's amazing. And, Go ahead. And I, I was worried when I when I was recording the music. I remember talking to my partner and saying, "But this is not what people are listening to today." And he says, "But but yeah, but but this is what you have to say." And 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 somebody is going to latch on to this. Yes. You know, and so I went ahead with it and just, just went ahead with the vision and, and I'm so happy with the product. Oh, it's amazing. And it plays so well live to watch your live performances of it. It plays well. And this is what I've learned through the years. If you stay true to your heart, if you look out there, we're told that only certain things will sell. But in yeah. the end, you'll see so many artists that have a successful, huge career and they don't fit in those boxes. You know, yeah, yeah. I think there's something about being different that stand, you know, yeah. that that it just makes people stand out, and right. and I think that in the res the responses that I'm getting are that people are latching onto the stories in the song, which oh. was the goal to so use the musical elements to highlight the stories, yeah, as opposed to just listening to a song that has an uh, uh, an overall vibe, exactly. um, which which you know, no offense, I think that that is why I I don't. Uh, listen to so much music that is produced today because a lot of it sounds a little kind of similar to me. Yes. Um, and I want people to, to, to be able to pick out instrument lines and storylines and, yeah. and kind of go on a magic carpet ride, if you will. <laughs> Good tie-in. 
<laughs> right well, and before we get, I want to talk about story. I definitely want to get to this next song, but before we do, um, I want to talk about your voice. It is very, did you, because you mentioned auto-tune early, earlier, which you don't need at all, and it's such a smooth, just the way, I, your voice is not like a bunch of other people's. Did you go to lessons? How did the discovery of being able to sing and enjoying that come to be? Yeah, I've been taking lessons probably since I was five. I started oh, singing then. And I've had such a wide array of instructors. Um, you know, I did some opera training for a while. I've done a whole bunch of musical theater training. But I think that I, I think that I really found my voice in college. Um, the, the, the man in charge of the vocal performance department at NYU at the time um, is a guy named Michael McElroy, who is Broadway, you know, he's a Broadway legend. Um, he has so many amazing credits on his, you know, under his belt. And he also uh, is the founding director of the Broadway Inspirational Voices, which is a gospel choir comprised of Broadway performers um, you know, just a really diverse group of people. Some people grew up in gospel choir. Some people did not until they joined the choir. Um, but he infused a lot of soul R&B into our training. Yeah. And that spoke to me. You know, music, there, there is just something special about um, R&B soul music by black artists it, it's it's just it's different it's a different kind of quality it's a different kind of truth um and honesty and that just really spoke to me and then i i eventually after i graduated was invited to join that choir so so gospel soul and r&b is i think very much woven into what i create yeah. and that um you know of course without without uh, stealing or, or or ripping on any of that history i think my voice um, you know, it just, it likes to glide on a little bit of that soul and R&B style and flavor. And I think that's what comes out. You know, the, what I love about that music is there's an energy that kind of comes out of the artist who's performing it that kind of just draws you in, which is what listening to your music does is there's like when uh, Walk Don't Run came out, it has such a good for lack of a better word, a good vibe, a good energy to it. You released a lot of videos and so did some of your uh, co-stars of you all on the show, like dancing to it and having a good time. It's infectious, this sound that you created. And you talked about your music having a story to it. You're mm. obviously a songwriter. You tell stories in your songs. And I can't not mention, so your newest single is I Wouldn't Know Love. It mm. is, um, if you are a sentimental fool like I am, it is absolutely beautiful. And it is so vulnerable. I mean, you're telling mm. the story, right, of how you met Walker. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Talk to me about writing it, singing it to Walker for the first time, what it's like telling the world, saying, here's my heart, I'm going to give it to you, tell me what you think. It, it definitely took a lot of courage. Um, there was a part of me that, you know, didn't want to necessarily do the gay story thing. Right. You know, because I said, well, you know, thinking about the marketability of a song, it would be more universal if I didn't necessarily talk about my queer love story. Right. But that just seemed to go against the whole story. You know, I mean, 
I'm a gay man who is madly in love with this incredible gay man. And there are people I think who need, who need to hear that, you know, who need to hear queer love in, you know, in music on streaming platforms. And so stepping into the truth of that story, I think just made the whole thing really breathe. Um, and the songs, this one in particular, it, it feels like a diary entry to me. You know, it just, it has my whole heart on my sleeve. And I think, I think what I really wanted to pour into it was the being in love part. There are so yeah. many songs out there about breakups. There's so many, you know, the, the, and that's not to say that that's easy to write, but you know, when, when you're in that state of mind, the, the feelings just kind of, yeah. you know, they, they flow from you. Uh, because they're so fresh and so raw. But I wanted to write a song just about being in love. Yeah. And something that people can slow dance to um, at their wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I hope that that's what people receive from this. And I think that when, when, when I first played it for Walker, we both were kind of like tearing up <laughs> because we, we have found each other. You know, we yeah. have found our person. Yeah. Um, and, and, and after the struggle that it, that it has been to, to come out and, you know, and, and get our families on board, um, we're finally at a point where we are comfortable enough on our own skin to be releasing this story for anyone to listen to. Right. And you do such an amazing job uh, sharing your story, not only in this amazing song, which I hope everybody goes out, uh, listens to, supports, because it's so beautiful, but you... You share your life, really, at least the part of life we can share when we're on Instagram. You know, we always yeah. do something for ourselves. But it's beautiful to, like, you hear the story. It's so well written that you, it feels like you're there when you meet him. You know what I mean? Mm. When you're listening to it. And then you're, then you could see these extra videos where you're slow dancing while this song that we all know is about you two. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot to share. How comfortable is he that it's so out there? He's he's super comfortable. If anything, I think he's he's you know been the the confident, comfortable one before I even got there. <laughs> um, you know, he's he is he's so inspiring to me. Um, you know, he's got a big big great outgoing personality. And though I am a performer for a living, when I'm off stage, I'm kind of an introvert. Yeah, um, And so he encourages to be more brave in, in sharing my story because I think that we would not be here had we not heard other people's stories. Right, exactly. Um, so we welcome the opportunity to share ours and you know touch other people's hearts through our love story. Well, and... there's a quote that you had said in something I had read that is, uh, I'll actually read it. Uh, this is a quote from Ben Chavez and it's savoring every moment in your relationship so it might just last forever. And yeah. first of all, it was just a sentence you said, it sounds like poetry, but it is that, I feel like that's what you capture in your songs is moments, you know, that you can just, you can resonate with those and keep it special. Is that like, it's like your, your scrapbook through songwriting. Yeah. I think that's kind of the through line for, for most of my songs. It's, is to not, uh, the both songs that are out now, Walk, Don't Run, and I Wouldn't Know Love, I think are both about not settling. Yeah. Especially where love is concerned. You know, we, we get one shot at this. And why not make it the best that it can possibly be? And what if 
the best possible outcome actually comes true. I think right. we never we never let ourselves, or it's hard for us to allow ourselves to to, to dream the ultimate dreams because yeah. there's so many roadblocks. Like I said earlier, there's so many reasons to run away from something or to settle for something that that will that this will do. You know, this right. will make me content. Right. You know, whether it's a relationship or a job. But what if we allowed ourselves to to reach for the highest? You know, yeah. to seek the greatest. And so I think what I have discovered through our relationship and, and through these songs is that I never want to take a moment for granted. I want to be as present as I possibly can. Easier said than done. But, right. you know, I don't want to breeze through anything. I want to just enjoy this beautiful life. Exactly. So sentimental. I see. I love sentimental. This is my, this is my jam. Uh, you say in the song that you could easily settle for living with someone you don't even know. Except yeah. if you took the risk in that moment, you know, to go outside yourself and to meet someone. I mean, how many people, you know, get, get locked into a relationship and then get married with somebody that makes them perfectly content? Right. But, but it's the depth, you know, it's the really yeah. knowing somebody that I think is the key. And there have been relationships in my life where I could, I could have, yeah, I probably could have married that person. Right. You know, but... Would I have been happy in the long run? No. And I'm glad that I allowed myself the opportunity to wait uh, and be patient to, to find that love that was perfect for me. Exactly. And, and, and it makes did... for... Go ahead. I say it makes for great songwriting inspiration. <laughs> oh my God, yes it does. And for great songs that come out of that. Um, I think, you know, you make a good point in the fact that if, you, what is that old uh, statement? Uh, if you don't risk much, you don't get much. Yeah, so... totally. Yeah, and so why not just roll the dice on something? Maybe you have some doubt or whatever, but it can never be real if you don't give it a try. And yeah. it's okay to roll the dice. You know what I yeah. mean? It's a great lesson. I mean, failure is part of it. It's okay to fall flat on your face, you know? Right. It's okay to pour your heart into something and have it go completely different than you had planned. Exactly. Because you know? sometimes that different is exactly what you needed. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorites, I think, life lessons was told to me by a stage manager I worked with actually on, on uh, Aladdin before COVID. Um, I was freaking out. You know, we, we were scheduled to take a pause in the show and I didn't know what I was going to do next. And she said to me, well, draw, draw yourself a little life map right now. All the roads that you think you want to take right now, draw those roads out and I'm going to move here and I'm going to get this job and I'm going to do this. And then when you know, in your path, a stop sign or a roadblock comes up, you'll just draw a new road somewhere else, nice. you know, but you have to, you have to, you have to go forth somewhere. You have to build, yeah. you have to draw a map and go somewhere and try something. And yeah. then you'll find out a point A, oh, actually, this isn't what I thought it would be. Let's go somewhere right. else. Otherwise you know? we all get stuck in one space. You yeah. Know? And you waste Which time. can sometimes be really comfortable. That can sometimes yeah. be really easy and really comfortable. Exactly. But, you know, getting stuck is scary. Very, yeah, because you don't, yeah. it's hard to not, I always say I like to know the lay of the land. It's very terrifying not to know. What yeah. That's right. Step forward and see where your land is. You yeah. Know I mean? Now, so you have these two really amazing songs that are out. People can go, I listen to it on Spotify all the time, but you can go and find it in a lot of places. Now, are, is there more to come? There is more to come. Thank that's you for exactly. asking. There are three more uh, songs coming out. Um, one, I, I, because this is my first time releasing music to the world, um, I wanted to make sure I, I, I delivered little tastes, different flavors. Yeah. So, you know, we've got this sort of 
R&B, you know, groovy song with uh, Walk Don't Run. Um, We have the love kind of a little bit country ballad with I Wouldn't Know Love. Yeah. And there are three songs coming out. One is called um, Run My Fingers, which is kind of like a sensual, you know, turn the the lights down with your person and have a good time. I like that. Um, And then the, the final two songs are dedicated to both of my parents. The first one is called Trackside, and that's about my history uh, with my, my father. Um, and it's, it's a huge story piece. It speaks through memories, kind of the ebb and flow of our relationship as father and son, and you know, coming, coming into the fullness of where we are now in our relationship. Nice. And the final song is called Guardian Angel, which I wrote for my mom, who is my biggest inspiration. She has been you know, my biggest fan since day one. Um, and I just wanted, she, she recently retired and I wanted to write her like kind of a send off. I wanted to write her the, the, I love you mom song. And that's the most stripped down. It's just me on piano and, and a violin, a cello and a viola. Um, (laughs) it's, it's one that whenever I've played it live, I've had to, I haven't been able to make it through without tearing up a little bit. I was going to say, and I'm sure every time your mom hears it, she cannot. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. So she hasn't heard the finished version of this, and I can't wait to show it to her. It'll probably be an Instagram video. Right. Um, but I'm planning to release the remainder of the songs all at once. I have a birthday coming up in the middle of October, so I kind of want to do a little a little birthday release. I'm turning 30 this year. So it's it's a bit of a milestone. The 30s are good. They're the best decade. I'm excited. I keep hearing that and I cannot wait. That's amazing. Now, so there's a full title to Walk Don't Run, right? Because that's basically, um, if, you, if it was an album that was out tomorrow, all of the songs kind of are under that, right? What is the full title of it again? So I decided, so I, I kind of made a last minute decision. I'm going to call the, the EP, I'm going to call it Benjamin. Oh, that's nice. Because I'm I'm tapping into my like Elton John, where he he released his own self-titled album, Elton John. But everybody calls me Ben, and I think for so many years I've been running away from my real name. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think Benjamin has always represented you know, seriousness, and you know, whenever there's been a time in my life where I've gotten in trouble, I feel like it's always been like Benjamin. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I really like my name, and I'm really thankful that my parents gave me this name. And so I wanted to release something that has you know, from year one to year 30. And, and that's Benjamin. That's know? awesome. That's, yeah. Well, they're so personal. It makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? They're yeah. Of you, so it, is like, it is like a diary of my life. Yeah. And, and it's all about those, those formative memories that, and, and experiences and challenges that made me who I am today as as a gay man, loud and proud and comfortable in my own skin. Exactly. I mean, celebrating every moment. Uh, something else that I love about you, and there are some artists, and I sound like such a cranky guy. I love so many <laughs> modern artists. But I also, I know the work it takes to do this mm. stuff. And what I love is some artists, actually, this was shocking when I learned this like decades ago, have never performed live. They just create it, which is great for them. Yes. You do, especially in Houston, they love you. You're at piano bars and, you know, doing events. Tell me what you think that gives to your music is that you, you've been performing for so long. Yeah. My favorite part about, um, my favorite place to be is behind the keys. Yeah. Um, you know, I think um, uh, of all the things, uh, all the 
creative performing arts related things that I get to do, you know, being on stage in musicals, I think my happy place is really behind the piano. Nice. Because it gives me the opportunity to be unscripted, to speak to whatever the energy is in the room in that moment. And, you know, uh, I say this in, in a non-religious way, but I think there's, there's an element of, I'm going to call it ministry, but yeah. I, don't, I don't mean that religiously. I, I just mean it in a, in a human-to-human connection way. Yeah. You know, being behind the piano, and, and sometimes it's, it's a piano bar or, you know, somebody's party, it gives somebody a live, up-and-close personal experience. And even just last night, I, I played at a piano bar, and there were three people who have never sung in public before. Oh, but wow. we got them up to the microphone and they had these incredible voices. Wow. And like they may not have gotten to share that gift had they not done it at the piano bar with me. Right. And so so I think what what being behind the piano and, and the live performance element allows me to connect with people in real time. Yeah. You know? Um and and sometimes Somebody needs to hear a song to get through a hardship that they're facing. Yeah. And if I can provide that song, I mean, what an honor, you yeah. know? I think what performers at their best are a conduit. You know what I mean? Like as a performer, you have no idea. So you're doing something you love to do. And like you said, you have no idea who's out there. And everybody's like, even listening to your work, uh, even just playing on Spotify, you have no idea what your song is connecting. You know why you wrote it, but then you put it out there and you let it connect to people the way they need. That's the beauty, yeah. I think, of being an artist. Yeah, and then and people can access the songs whenever they need or want to. Right. You know? And what's fascinating, so I know you've even done a lot of work in uh, Houston, and then it's a lot for charity. Like you're, you're earning all this money and giving it to charity. What is that experience like? And please tell me you, you do some things where you get to make money. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I'm getting, I'm getting, we're getting married soon, so I need to make as much oh. money as I possibly can. <laughs> yes, yes. Good point. But yeah. The, essentially, the entirety of the you know the the height of the pandemic was 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 charity work because we didn't have much else to do, and so I you know I took my love of of doing piano bar and being behind the keys, and my partner and I live streamed a show every week for probably a good year. Wow. Um, we we'd, we'd pick a charity, um, and we would we'd connect with them, and and for an hour I would do a piano bar performance and take people's song requests on the chat feed and raise money for these charities that we called it the virtual tip jar. Um, mm-hmm. And after a year of shows, I think we raised close to $25,000 for charities. Wow. And it, it, it gave us such great purpose. It was a whole lot of fun. And uh, my partner is a, a incredibly talented floral designer. So oh, p- part I saw of the some, charm. some pictures today. I saw. Yes. I like, what the uh, hell? I could never do that. We did an event together last week, and he made this stunning, stunning arrangement for the top of the piano. Um, and he has a great team that he works with. But part of the fun of our weekly shows was that he would make a different arrangement for each live stream. Oh, that's so amazing. people not only look forward to you know whatever songs we would we would sing together, but they were like, well, what are the flowers this week? <laughs> so we had this little flower and music show, and for a time that was really dark for so many people. Um, we, I think we found some hope and some excitement then. Which is all we can hope for is a little bit of yeah. hope. 
And I have to say, that must mean your wedding will look beautiful, obviously. That's what everybody says. And I'm like, God, there's so much pressure for us to put on this big flower show. Exactly. But we, we, have, we, have, we have made a commitment to each other that neither of us are, he's not going to touch a flower and I'm not going to touch a microphone at our wedding. Oh, we're just going to, oh, yeah. we're just going to sit back and enjoy. And, um, you know, he has some incredible floral people on his team that I think are excited to make some magic happen. And, yeah. and we're going to let other professionals do the performing part. I love that. And because that day is you, you know what I mean? Yeah. That is all about you guys, and that's what's most important. And I'll say, so I'm that gay guy who, like, takes inspiration by seeing beautiful relationships. I think it's amazing. And so, yeah, take that and celebrate you two. You deserve it. You you know, it, it's not easy to make a successful relationship no matter what. So, yeah, exciting. But I do want to see a video that you release where you, I want to see you guys just dance. I mean, who doesn't oh, want that first beautiful dance? Uh, yeah, put that yes. up. <laughs> I actually I have this little video in my in my in my arsenal here. Um, that I I have a lyric in the song uh, I wouldn't know love where I say, "But would he spin me in the middle of the dance floor at somebody's wedding?" Exactly. And I have the video of the moment at somebody's wedding that actually inspired that that lyric. Um, so this is in my collection of things to release in the next couple of days. I, I want to actually you know show people what that moment was. Yeah. Yeah. That that made me think. Wow, like this man, <laughs> he, he, he's got such a big heart. And, you know, regardless of the struggles and the shame that we've had as gay men, we are going to step out on that dance floor and he's going to dip me and spin me and not care what anybody thinks. And that's it, a great feeling. Hell yes, is all I have to say. You, you're yeah. I have no doubt you're supported by already all of your fans right now. So I, I hope it's a, I know it will be a beautiful day. I think that's amazing. Now, Thank you. I know you only have, what, a, a month and something left on the Aladdin run. Is that correct? That is. Yeah, it's kind of new news. Um, the tour will continue, but I have decided that it's it's time for me to put a little more focus on the, on this music thing. Yeah. Um, I would love to just give some more time to it and record some more music and maybe get to travel around and perform some of my own stuff around the country. So yeah. that's that's what's next for me in the near future. Yeah. Um, and and uh, it's... it's Good. It's going to be sad to say goodbye to this show that has meant so much to me for two years, but um, it just felt like it feels like the right time to. Well, and I feel like what a great time for your music. Also, uh, write down Spokane because we need you to come and do a show in Spokane because it's great. Yeah, it is. It's just a great show, and you play so well live. I mean, we will. We'll take the love. We'll take it. Yeah. Maybe we can do like a live, a, a private in-studio show with a small, a small oh, audience. Oh, seriously. Done. Wouldn't that be fun? We could make that happen. I'm, that I'm speaking it into existence right now. See, I love that. Yes, put it out there. I love creating, uh, well, moments. I love creating these times when, when people can do. Because I feel like there's so much ugly in the world. It's, yeah. Art is so amazing because you can create beauty at any time. And so really if we can like focus on that uh, more, I think that's amazing. So do you think in your future, so you're going to focus more on music, which is great for all of us, and I hope that you can give it the the, the push you want to give it because it deserves it. In the future, do you think you're going to do more acting, or what do you think? I'm sure I will. I, I'm hoping that, um, I'm hoping that, you know, they both sort of work hand in hand, 
you know, that as I continue to build more music, hopefully uh, that brings, you know, more attention to, 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 you know, different shows to hopefully bring me on the road with them. Right. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's never goodbye. Um, yeah. I, I've been, you know, acting for my whole life and it's such a big part of, of who I am. So I'll never, I'll never put that to rest completely. Um, but I just think in this season, I'm excited to do some more music stuff. Oh, I think it's going to be amazing. I just, I can just see you on stage with the full band, you know, and you're back. Yeah. That would be an amazing thing to see. But we'll take an intimate show in Spokane. Yeah, right? let's do it. we got to start small. I mean. But I, I'm excited to bring that full band, you know, all around the, the country whenever it's, whenever it's possible. Because that, like I said, being behind the keys is my happy place. And I've seen Billy Joel perform 10 times in concert. Oh, um, wow. And I just love, I love the energy of, of having those instrumentalists up there and, you know, banter and chatting about the songs and chatting with the audience. Yeah. It's, it's an experience unlike any other. It's uh, what I enjoy about going to a good cabaret show because you get a more of a connection with those. Yeah. I've been to all sorts of shows, but I do enjoy those. Um, just some way to be more, more intimate with people. If there was something you hope people get from the, all of the work that you, all of the artistic endeavors mm. what do you hope people get from it hmm that's deep <laughs> um <laughs> oh man i i think it, it ties back into what we were chatting about before about not settling i think you know we hear that we hear the term it gets better a lot and I think uh, it's hard to actually believe it. But I think I just want to pose the question to, to the world and to people who may be struggling with, with anything. What if the best possible outcome happens? I love that. And, and I would just encourage people um, you know, who, who listen to the music to, to use, use it as an example of, you know, I... I, I there were times in my life where I felt so lost um, and just never imagined that I could find, you know, queer love and be out and loud and proud with it. And here I am. Yeah. Um, and I would love to have told my younger self, what if the best possible outcome could happen? And what a beautiful phrase. I like, I'm going to have to write it down after this. Um, what a good thought to keep in your mind at all times. You know what yeah. I mean? So I love the bravery of your work. I love the bravery bravery of your music. Will you tell our uh, our listeners and our watchers where can they see more of you? Well, Instagram is where I post everything. I haven't quite mastered TikTok yet, so so don't quite start looking. You for me would there. be good at TikTok. Oh man! Like um, your, I, I think like that I have Instagram video. reels under my belt. Yeah, I think that'll probably be good for TikTok. But I post everything there. Um, I also am getting better at posting at benchavez.com, which is my website. That there's a you know gallery, and you can see some live videos of what I do. Um, but you know, I, I blast on Instagram all the time, and that's where you can find my performances and where in the where in the world I am. And that's just yeah. at Ben Double Underscore Chavez. And can I ask? So I'm uh, because I tell our listeners all the time that we need to support indie artists, people that are bringing beauty into the world. So I know we can listen to your music, you know, on Spotify. Yeah. How are ways that we can either buy your music or do something that supports you? That's very kind of you. Thank you. 
Um, well, obviously, the, the streams help. Uh, the streams help because it, it it encourages, like we said, the algorithm to bump the songs, you know, up to the top of more lists and playlists. Um, but I will be uh, releasing uh, some some hard copy materials in time for the holidays. Oh, and nice. so um, that would be great if if you love the music and would love a, a vinyl record or a CD. No, I think there's something about those tangible things. That yes. Are so Even if you don't have a, a device to play them on. Um, <laughs> but so, you just said the magic word. Are you seriously going to have vinyl? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. in my world. I love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. So near the holidays, we have, all have this to look forward yes, to. Yes. Look forward to some vinyl records. And, and there were some incredible people who helped me make this a reality. When I did some some fundraising, somebody in my family and friends stepped in to help me achieve this dream. And, so, you know, they, I couldn't have done it without them. So I just want to make sure I give them a shout out here too. That's amazing. First of all, the best possible outcome that could have happened for us is that I not only got to talk to you once, but twice. And I got to mm. talk to you about your music because I find it uh, brave and beautiful. Um, thank you. And so thank you for taking time with us and for, I know, your husband, or I'm sorry, your fiance. So soon to be husband. We're husband almost there. Soon is coming in there. Please give him our love. Um, I, I love watching your story and I love that you're willing to share some beautiful moments with us. But remember, everybody who's watching our show drops every Tuesday. You can go to thequeercentric.com. We will be sharing some of the things from Ben. And also, we will remind you where you can go to always follow him. And then everybody, we should put like a countdown clock to the holidays. Um, yeah. But go and buy his stuff because we want people like you. You're the real deal. Like you're mm. genuine. You, you're talented. And so we want to support more artists like that. So again, thank, thank you. you from the bottom of my heart for doing this show. Me too. Thanks for having me. And uh, can't wait to come back for that live concert sometime soon. Oh, it's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Next time, everyone. We'll see you next week. Yeah.